Hey, faithful listener. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Exodus. Good morning, faithful listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in to the P40 Ministries podcast. And I am your host, Jen, here. And thank you for hanging out with me as we discuss the Bible. I will be discussing Exodus chapter 20 today, verses 18 through 26. As I always do, I will be reading out of the WEB version of the Bible. But you should read out of whatever version you prefer to read out of. So grab that cup of coffee and let's just jump right in. All the people perceived the thunderings and the lightnings and the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they trembled and stayed at a distance. They said to Moses, speak with us yourself and we will listen, but don't let God speak with us lest we die. Moses said to the people, don't be afraid for God has come to test you and that his fear may be before you that you won't sin. The people stayed at a distance and Moses came near to the thick darkness where God was. Yahweh said to Moses, This is what you shall tell the children of Israel. You yourselves have seen that I have talked with you from heaven. You shall most certainly not make gods of silver or gods of gold for yourselves to be alongside me. You shall make an altar of earth for me, and shall sacrifice on it your burnt offerings and your peace offerings, and your sheep and your cattle. In every place where I record my name, I will come to you and I will bless you. If you make me an altar of stone, you shall not build it of cut stones. For if you lift up your tool on it, you have polluted it, and you shall not go up by the steps to my altar, that your nakedness may not be exposed to it. So we just talked about how God basically spoke the Ten Commandments directly to the people, which I actually never recognized before. I always kind of thought he he said them only to Moses, but no, he was speaking them to the entire congregation of Israel because Moses was already down that mountain. And God kind of reiterates here that he did actually speak it to the people because uh, he says here um, in verse 22, Yahweh said to Moses, this is what you shall tell the children of Israel. You yourselves have seen that I have talked with you from heaven. So yeah, he specifically spoke the Ten Commandments directly to the people, and he spoke them in very understandable language, if that makes sense, that even nowadays we can still understand what God meant with the Ten Commandments pretty easily. So now it says here in verse 18, God has just finished speaking all the Ten Commandments to the people. And it says that the people were looking at everything that was happening. So the entire congregation of Israel is standing there staring up at everything that's going on. They see the mountain. They see Mount Sinai basically burning. (laughs) And they see these lightning flashes and they see this big, thick, dark cloud that is covering the mountain and the mountain is just smoking. And also the word, the Hebrew word for the thunderings could actually mean fireballs. So it's possible that instead of uh, lightning coming down, it was God like throwing fireballs down on the mountain, which is why it was smoking and it was on fire in the first place because all this fire was literally coming down out of heaven. 
I mean, I can imagine that if I was in that crowd of people, I would also be terrified if I not only heard God's voice, but saw all this stuff happening. But at the same time, and I I mentioned this the other day when I, I spoke about the Ten Commandments, is I truly get irritated sometimes because, yes, I can imagine that this was a very fear full thing to look at. But at the same time, what an honor to have God directly speak to you. And yet the people wanted absolutely nothing to do with God's voice. So I, I struggle with it because I understand that there is probably a level level of fear happening, seeing all this uh, supernatural stuff happening with the trumpet sounding uh, in the clouds and then God's voice coming down. So yes, they were probably super afraid, but at the same time, why wouldn't you want God to speak to you? And I can't, I can't really say, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what it would be like for God to speak directly to me because we do see other times throughout scripture, God directly speaking to people. And sometimes the response is interesting depending on who you look at. When God speaks to certain people, they either fall over like dead For example, that's kind of how John was in the book of Revelation when God spoke to him and how Daniel was in the book of Daniel when God and the angels spoke to him. But other times throughout scripture, when we see an angel coming down to somebody or God directly speaking to somebody, for example, uh, Samuel, when God spoke to little Samuel, Samuel didn't fall over dead at all. And uh, when Mary had an angel come to her, she didn't fall over dead. So I don't know. I I don't understand why some people have different reactions than other people do. But clearly Moses was a different person because he heard God's voice all the time. Maybe he was used to it by this point, hearing God's voice. And uh, maybe he was just a different case because when he saw God with the burning bush originally, he also did not fall over dead. So honestly, I don't have an answer to that. I don't know what causes some people to hear God's voice and basically faint out of fear and for some people to, uh, you know, be okay with it and respond back to him. So I, I truly don't know the answer to that question, but I still struggle with this because I just wonder why the people weren't excited to hear God's voice. I mean, this is something that Moses was kind of longing for. We find out later on that Moses was actually asking to see God's glory and to hear God's voice. And it says um, later on also that God and Moses were basically friends and God would come and speak to Moses all the time. So I I just wonder um, if the people at this time period, when they heard God's voice, were just recognizing how how imperfect they were as compared to God's holiness and that God was just so powerful and was doing all this fantastic stuff and feeling their own imperfection was kind of scaring them. I mean, these people that we're talking about here were very flawed people because, you know, already several times they have sinned against God in the wilderness when they were traveling around. And uh, not to mention the big sin that's going to be coming up in the next couple chapters that we'll, we'll talk about that they end up doing. But one way or the other, they don't want to hear God's voice. And they tell Moses here, they say, speak with us yourself and we will listen, but don't let God speak with us lest we die. So they want Moses to be the mediator so that they are not 
overcome with fear, if that makes sense. And uh, they, I, I mean, that's, they just want Moses to be the one to talk to God for them so that they don't have to hear God's voice and experience this very scary thing. They want the easy way out. They, they want somebody else to communicate with God so that they do not have to hear his voice themselves and recognize how uh, imperfect and how sinful they really are. So Moses does this, but he at first before he does this, he says to the people, don't be afraid. God has come to test you that his fear may be before you that you won't sin. So he's telling the people, you guys shouldn't be afraid of this. I mean, yes, he is here to show you his glory, but this is a test so that you can see how powerful he really is and remember exactly what is happening right now so that you won't sin in the future. So it was a good thing that these people were supposed to go through, but they didn't want any part of this. They did not want any single part of this because they were too scared. But Moses was saying, you shouldn't be scared in the level that you're being scared. Look at what's happening and remember that this is God who is doing all of this stuff and speaking directly to you so that you won't forget this in the future and that you won't uh, choose to follow other gods in the future. Now we know, (laughs) based on the story of the golden calf 40 days after this, that uh, the people don't care. They don't listen. They don't want to hear God's voice. They don't remember any of this that happened. They blocked it out of their memory. How could you not remember something like this? How could you not remember something so awesome as God speaking directly to you? And this is why I, I wonder if, you know, the people just chose to be afraid and chose to not want to hear this wonderful and uh, crazy thing that God was doing for them and instead decided they wanted to get the easy way out and just choose Moses as their um, mediator. So that's kind of where I'm at with this passage of scripture. I don't have all the answers to everything, but um, this is one that I'm more of speculating on because I can't I I don't know. But anyway, so it says that the people stayed at a distance and Moses came near to the thick darkness where God was. So Moses had already been up on that mountain and Moses had already gone up once to talk to God when God was like, "Okay, go back down now. (laughs) So I'm imagining Moses is getting really buff climbing up and down this mountain a thousand times. But um But anyway, Moses goes back up to the mountain. And uh, if he was afraid the first time, and he probably was, he's not afraid this time because he's already encountered God in this way. And so it says that the people stay at a distance and Moses comes near to the thick darkness where God was. I don't know if he goes up the mountain, actually, but it says that Yahweh says to Moses at this point, uh, this is what you shall tell the children of Israel. You yourself have seen that I have talked with you from heaven. You shall most certainly not make gods of silver or gods of gold for yourselves to be alongside me. You shall make an altar of earth for me and shall sacrifice on it your burnt offerings. So I I find that part kind of funny because God's already saying, all right, you're going to need an altar. You're going to need an altar because you're going to sin. That's what he's saying to Moses. He's already knowing that the people are not going to... um, 
not going to listen to Moses. And uh, because they choose not to hear God with their own ears, they're not going to listen to Moses, even though Moses is, is the mediator, they're not going to listen to him. And uh, God already knows that. So he's saying to Moses, have the people set up an altar so that they can do their sacrifices and their peace offerings when they sin. <laughs> and so at this point, he kind of gives... Um, Moses some regulations to tell the people of how to build this altar and um, for when they do eventually sin and basically not listen to Moses or God. And so he says here, uh, make an altar of earth for me. So he's saying to make an altar out of something from the earth and it could be stone. He says, but if it is stones, do not build it out of cut stones or hewn stones. Do not build it out of that because at that point, the people might start worshiping the altar itself because it's beautiful, because it's made out of hewn stones and it's beautifully crafted. The people might start worshiping the altar itself or the person who built the altar rather than understanding the meaning behind the altar and that they should be worshiping God and doing this as a uh, as a way to be cleansed of their sins. So God says, don't do that. Just make it a plain looking altar out of uh, plain stones. And he says, sacrifice on it your burnt offerings and your peace offerings and your sheep and your cattle. And uh, in every place where I record my name, I will come to you and I will bless you. So God is saying that if you do all this stuff, even though you sin and you have to have this altar because you sin, I'm still going to bless you. I'm still going to bless you if you if you keep my commandments and do everything that I tell you to do. And I will bless you. You're going to be blessed. But then the last thing here that God says, which is kind of interesting, he says in verse 26, you shall not go up by steps to my altar that your nakedness may not be exposed to it. So I laugh at this uh, verse because, I mean, if you think about this verse in the most uh, simplistic terms, when a person walks up a bunch of steps in a dress, you have to make sure that your dress... <laughs> does not uh, fly in the wind because then everyone can see everything that's going on underneath your dress. So if you think about it in that simplistic of terms, when both men and women back th then wore um, robes, <laughs> if you didn't have underwear on underneath, obviously you would be exposed. Your nakedness would be exposed. And so God is saying, don't put steps up to the altar. Otherwise, uh, you're going to be seen. And so later on, he does actually allow people to build steps up to altars, but he commands the priests to wear underwear. <laughs> That's a for real thing. I'm not even joking. He tells the priest, make sure that you wear underwear if you are going to uh, build uh, steps up to the altar. So he's, he's saying here, don't let your nakedness be displayed for everyone to see and for, um, and for the altar also, because this is supposed to be a very pure ceremony. And God often talks about nakedness being something that's shameful. And since this is supposed to be a very pure event where you're being cleansed of sins, God talks about being uh, pure in every single aspect and not having shame on you in that in that way with uh, the, you know, what's being exposed. 
<laughs> for everybody to see and for God to see as you're walking up the steps to the altar. So friends, this was Exodus chapter 20 verses 18 through 26. And this was kind of a funny portion of scripture, but join me on uh, Friday and I'm going to have a really cool guest on the podcast on Friday. This is going to be Gregory Kokel that's coming on the podcast with us. And uh, he is actually the um, author of Tactics, the book. And he is also the founder of Stand to Reason, or str.org. And he's going to come on the podcast to talk to us a little bit about um, some of the things that God says to Moses while Moses is up on the mountain and uh, some perplexing things as well he will be discussing with us and sharing so join in then he's a very special guest he is somebody i've been a big fan of for quite a while because of his book and uh, i read his book last year and i really like it it's a great book but i will talk more about that on friday with gregory so please join me then at 6 a.m or whenever you wake up to listen to a podcast episode of p40 ministries but friends and faithful listeners thank you so much for tuning in this morning happy listening and god bless Thank you.